If you like puppies and poetry and pumpkin spice, well, you've come to the right place, listeners. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. You know, in addition to all the Halloween fun we've been having, the month of October is National Adopt a Shelter Dog Month. We adopted our own shelter dog long ago. Well over 13 years ago. This week's story is a tribute to Barnum. You know him as Barnum, the detective dog. But here's a story based loosely on his introduction into our lives. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Barnum's 13 Days of Halloween. Barnum was a puppy. He lived in an animal shelter with loads of other pets hoping to find a forever home. One autumn day, a nice family adopted Barnum and took him to their house. It was Halloween, and the nice family was overjoyed to treat themselves to a new puppy. And Barnum was thrilled to have a home and family to love him. Puppies get into everything, though, did you know? On the 13th day of Halloween, Barnum ripped 13 stuffed animals off the nice little boy's bed, piled them onto the bedroom floor, and jumped all over them. He was quickly, though gently, reprimanded. On the 12th day of Halloween, Barnum left a big, stinky, smelly surprise in the upstairs bathroom. You see, Barnum wasn't quite potty trained yet, and sometimes puppies have accidents. Who wants to clean this up? On the 11th day of Halloween, the nice family took a super cute photo of Barnum next to some pumpkins, 11 of them actually, that decorated the front porch. On the 10th day of Halloween, Barnum got 10 hugs and kisses from his new human mom. On the 9th day of Halloween, Barnum got 9 bacon-flavored treats for using the bathroom outside. On the eighth day of Halloween, Barnum went to the vet, the doggy doctor, for a health checkup. Doggies have to see the doctor every year, the same as people. On the seventh day of Halloween, Barnum tried to get into the trick-or-treat candy. No, Barnum. Chocolate is very dangerous for dogs. On the sixth day of Halloween, Barnum finally warmed up to sleeping in the nice mom and dad's bed. On the fifth day of Halloween, Barnum got a new collar and a name tag, so if he ever got lost, he could find his way home again. On the fourth day of Halloween, the nice family posted four pictures of Barnum in his new Halloween costume on Facebook. Barnum was not particularly fond of wearing Halloween costumes. On the third day of Halloween, Barnum barked three times at the mailman, who he assumed to be an enemy, about to attack the nice family. Barnum was very protective. On the second day of Halloween, the nice family gave Barnum a bath. Barnum didn't like the water, but he did like smelling clean. 
on the first day of Halloween, Barnum sat on the front porch, watched the trick-or-treaters walking to and fro from house to house in shiny and scary and beautifully decorated costumes. Barnum felt at home here. He loved the nice family, and the nice family loved their new companion. Happy Halloween to all the shelter dogs out there! Those of you who have been with us for a while no doubt are familiar with Barnum, the detective dog. But you're also probably familiar with my tendency to share poetry from time to time. And this week is no exception. For those of you in the UK, I understand you celebrated National Poetry Day last week, just a few days ago. Here in Splendid and all over the United States, we celebrate National Poetry Month in April. But any day, any month, it's a great time for poetry. And I have three new forms to share with you today, listeners. What is a nonnet poem? A nonnet poem is a nine-line poem that begins with a nine-syllable line and then an eight-syllable line, and then a seven-syllable line, and so on and so forth, until the final line is just one syllable. Here's my nonnet poem, which takes you from a full calendar year, January to December. The wintry January snowman becomes the grass soaked with spring rain. Water fun begins in May. A poolside popsicle turns to fall foliage and trick or treat. Many thanks. Christmas. Joy. I like poems with specific syllable counts like this one because they almost seem as mathematical as creative. The mutual attention to numbers and word choice stretches and works the mind in interesting ways. Try to write your own Nanette poem. What is a Twitter poem? A Twitter poem is a form of micro-poetry. It's a one-line work, taking up no more than 140 characters, which is the maximum number of characters allowed in a tweet on the famous social media site. Night creeps in slowly on this quaint neighborhood, the darkness unsure of the demons it hides. And you? Write your own short Twitter poem, perhaps one with a spooky Halloween flair. Okay, one more, and this one's short. What is a nanny poem? A nanny, which is spelled N-A-A, N-I, is a popular Indian poem of just four lines, and it must total 20 to 25 syllables. Those are the only rules. Here is mine. 80s, footloose dancing, videos on MTV, before the world wide web ensnared us. Try your own Nani, 
And if you'd like to share it, send it our way. We'd love reading your poetry. That's all for this week, listeners. We'll be back soon with more Cletus Cavalier and the final chapter in the Mostly Harmless Halloween Haunts trilogy. In the meantime, have a wild and wonderful and weird and creative and fun week. Be good to each other. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a pumpkin or candy corn. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. Tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Have a splendid Halloween.